You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. When we left off last time, Jules was about to do something that she is not going to enjoy. And we're not going to enjoy And pretty much the only person who's going to enjoy it is Sergio. So he's telling her a story, some inane thing about Lucha and Val. And they just progressively getting more and more drunk. They're downing shots. He's telling her about a time he was hooking up with a girl in the water and got stung by a jellyfish. Oh, so this is a new story. Yeah, this is a story about him. Um... And I think that this is, you know, again, this is why this scene caused so much controversy when it came out. Like everything, this show does stuff really well. Um, But I think it just feels very, you know, he's talking, he's telling her a story about hooking up with somebody. He's, you know, getting very close to her and whispering in her ear. I go back and forth on being like, is he just like opportunistic and like, or was actually trying to be helpful or, you know, did he know that she was in a really vulnerable place and took advantage of that? And I think that's the crux of why people are so divided. And I can see the argument from both sides, honestly, as we get closer and I was looking at, you know, his behavior and that kind of thing, he knows at this point that she is not living with her mother anymore, that she's broken up with Val. So from that perspective, he does have an insight into how vulnerable she is. Right. And then I think on, because I can play both sides of this conversation, like I said, it, it depends on the day and like which scenes I've watched leading up to it. But yeah, there's an inherent power dynamic in the fact that like he's giving her a place to live and she's all on her own now and her mom has just been filling her head with all of this garbage about you know she even said to her well you've never been with a man how do you know so that was all coming from Lupita none of that was Sergio he doesn't know any of that but he does know how she feels and he knows that she's never expressed an interest in him and he's plying her with alcohol after she's just had this huge fallout with her family you know I think probably and we talked about this many many episodes ago one of the things with Lucho and Sergio is they are just truly supporting characters they don't have their own story arcs that exist outside of the frame of Juliana and Valentina so I think it's a lot harder to make concessions for them when they do things that we don't agree with. Like with Valentina, she does things I don't agree with, but I'm like, oh my God, but I understand where she's coming from versus those stories just haven't been fleshed out for the two of them. So it's a lot easier when they do something that disrupts Juliantina to be very, very hard on them. I think that's a fair comment because if you look at the way we talk about Ava, Ava does some truly heinous things, but 
we also don't sort of dismiss her the way we do with the the guys. And I don't even think it's a gender issue. I think it's more like we can see her backstory. We can see the pressure her father put on her. We can see her making these mistakes. Yeah. And she does, you know, get more later in the show of kind of a, a rounded out story arc versus Sergio is literally just a plot device to drive or to disrupt or to coordinate between Holly and Tina. So in the scene, what's particularly telling for me is that, okay, first of all, Jules is sitting there crying the whole time. Tears are running down her face. He's prattling on with inane stories that nobody cares about. And she's just drinking and drinking and drinking, which is very unlike her. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And again, I think that's why it becomes such a tricky conversation. Like any of these things alone wouldn't make you be like, oh, Sergio's trying to take advantage of her. But all of them in aggregate, you're like, just dude, read the room. So whether it's obliviousness or selfishness, I think that that is ultimately what is going to help you come down on a side of how you feel about this situation playing out. So then he stops, looks over at her and says, I seriously can't believe you don't like guys. And then she's wipes away her tears and says, who says I don't like guys? So he, he sort of challenges her at this point, like the body language and stuff gets a bit challenging. He's like, okay, so are you bisexual then? Right. And you know, the more you watch this scene again, like when I'm a little outside of the world of Julian teen, I'm like, oh, I could see how, you know, but then when I watch it, I have this visceral reaction where I'm like, that POS. Um, because, yeah, he does all of these shady things to undermine her position. If a friend comes to you crying about a breakup, you don't say usually there's not the the complexity of it being like your first like same sex or a you know somebody you didn't expect to fall in love with so he undermines that he says i can't believe you're a lesbian and then he asks her if she's bisexual and then he says you know i think you're confused i think that you know you fell in love and he does use that phrasing he's not like negating it. Um, but he says, I think you fell in love with Valentina because she's so sweet and nice. But all of this, again, is just like chipping away at Juliana's confidence and resolve and sense of self. And as he's saying this, she's taking more shots. Absolutely. And then he goes on, and this next line is, I think, what sort of tips me more towards the definitely something shady going on here, is then he goes on to say, and on top of that, Val is very manipulative, and I know, I've known her for a while, and he's just going on, like, he's undermining Val herself. Right, and I think that the the only way they redeem, because at this point I'm like, Sergio is a complete you know drag of a human but it's her who kisses him first he you know I think he tiptoes around it as much as he can and tries to instigate something and get her in that headspace but it is her that kisses him 
And honestly, I'm glad they did it that way because if it had been the other way around, it would have been entirely predatory. Yes, absolutely. And I think that for as upsetting as this scene is, I think also the argument that people make is that sometimes things like this do happen and you don't want them to happen, but this show never pretends to be kind of a sunshine and roses portrayal of the coming out experience. So I think it's fair to hate Sergio for what happened, but I don't think that the show should get dinged for having a scene like this, because again, I think it's really important. Especially considering Jules's like story arc, right? So the first time she falls in love, she falls in love with a girl. She's very, she's not expecting it. She is, I, I don't even know if she is the kind of girl who dreams about first loves and that kind of thing. She's been trying to stay alive and trying to help her mother stay away from bad guys and like that kind of thing. And then bam, she goes and falls in love. And then everybody's coming at her with this, oh, but you're not gay. You can't possibly be gay. And then when you live in this heteronormative world where that's what's expected of you of course you can be confused about all of this and when he's pushing and her inhibitions are are lowering because she's drinking yeah yeah it's it's just a recipe for disaster and again i think that the show plays it really well even though it's an upsetting frustrating uncomfortable scene to have to see um I think that they do such a good job with the beats and the moments that got her to this point that even if you don't like what happens, you absolutely understand why it's happening. And I think that that's the hallmark of a really, really good show or a story that's being told very well. I agree with that. So then she kisses him and then she pulls away and then he says to her, did you like it? And then she's like, I don't know. Pours herself another drink. And then he's like, I like this experiment. Take advantage of me. You know, I'm only offering because it's you. You can figure out what makes you happy. and What's happening with you. And use me. And this is kind of like. But then, you know, he goads her and says, are you afraid to find out what happens? You know, he obviously wants it, but he doesn't. I do think he actually cares about her as a friend. And I also do like that they skip very quickly to them in bed together, like, after it's done. They don't romanticize the scene in any way, shape, or form. She, like, almost angrily kisses him, and, you know, they're off to the races, and then it cuts to after. And she is looking so sad, laying in this beautiful bed with him in the afternoon sun like the lighting's great and she just looks like she would rather be anywhere else in the world she's got her back to him she's right in the foreground of the shot but she's blurry and we he's in the background and he sort of reaches over and he looks like the distance between them is crazy this is such a great shot for just showing where they're at right now and he sort of leans over and says so what did you think and then we zoom out to see her full face and she just looks very unhappy. And she says, I feel bad. Beautiful, but sad and tortured. <laughs> Beautiful, but sad and tortured is pretty accurate for this, definitely. 
and so she she says no she feels bad so he's like well that's normal after the half a bottle of whatever it is that they drank and he sort of leans back and looks very chuffed with himself but that's not what i want to know he says i want to know if you liked being with me so he's just not even he's pushing you know he wants to know he okay and here's the thing and you know maybe I don't have to come down on a side of this. I'm just going to stream of consciousness my feelings and we can let the viewers decide. I think it's one of those things that it's open to interpretation. Yeah, some people are so confident they feel like one way or another about this scene. But everything Sergio does from one moment to the next like perfectly balances this. Is he just an idiot or is he malicious? And you know, I, I try, like I've thought, I've obviously thought about this many, many times, you know, we were watching these scenes as it was all happening live. So people were just dissecting in between episodes of the show. And when he, his response to Juliana saying, when he asked if she liked it, that she felt like she was betraying Valentina. It's just so obvious that he really doesn't understand love and he doesn't take sex seriously and that's a way that people can be and that's fine like that's not I, I'm not gonna fault him for that but I think when you look at him and his behaviors and decisions through that lens of sex just being kind of this like whatever experience yeah he wanted to have it but he doesn't understand that it means more to other people so he doesn't realize like how much this situation would mess with Juliana because to him, it's just like, oh, well, try it with a dude. And if you like that, then that's cool. You know, th that's how he he's very action oriented. He's like, well, don't you know, don't wonder about it. Just do it. And like all the better if I get to be the guy you do it with because I've liked you. But his feelings have he was interested and then found out she was poor and wasn't interested and then saw her looking really pretty at the party. Not for you, buddy. And then was interested again. And, you know, he's just like, he likes pretty things, but there's not a lot of depth below the surface. He's actually, a, I know this sounds weird to say given what's just happened, but he's a way better friend, seems like, than he would ever be a boyfriend because he has that outlook on the world that, you know sex is sex and it's not like a part of a bigger emotional experience what's very telling is his reaction when he so he asks you know was it good for you basically and jules turns around and says i feel like i've betrayed val and then we catch to him and he literally rolls his eyes like uh not this again all these emotions and then he's like, well, first of all, you and Valentino are not together anymore. And second of all, this was an experiment to help you figure out what's up with you, basically. So he's, like, just not getting it. Right. He thinks that there's, like, a clear answer because he's never been in this type of situation. And he's just like, yeah, you had sex with a woman, now you have sex with a guy, and we're just going to figure it out. And he asks her point blank, are you gay? Are you bisexual? But again, it all, it all fits in his, like, very narrow frame of the world. Like, I don't think Sergio spends a lot of time thinking about things. And that's what typically makes him a 
loyal, lovable, idiot best friend, but as a partner, as a, you know, confidant, as a person to work through these problems with, probably not the best person. But Juliana doesn't have a lot of friends. And she also doesn't have, even if she wanted to go down this path, she doesn't have a lot of men, male friends that she would, you know, trust with this experience. So I think, I don't know, I understand why this scene happens for as upsetting as it is and as upset as I am that Juliana is upset. Again, I just, I kudos to the show for doing such a good job at navigating something that's really depressing. Instead of answering him with the whole, are you bisexual? Are you gay? Like what's going on with you? She says, I want to leave. And she's just on the verge of crying again. And he's like, you don't have to go. The plan was for you to have fun, not for you to be uncomfortable. And this is why I don't think it was predatory. Because I don't think he wanted her to be in a bad situation. I just think he's opportunistic in a terrible, selfish way, but still opportunistic. Right. And, you know, like I was saying, you could even take that one step further. And if your frame of reference is sex is just this thing that people do, like you don't look at it as predatory. Let's talk about how they chose to show Jules having sex with somebody who's not meant to be her main partner. It's interesting for me, as I was looking back on it, they did some very purposeful things with the way they shot it, the way they edited it all together, uh, Jules's reaction, also the way they sort of scripted what she said and did. So, for example, it was this kind of weird, reluctant, but agreeing frame of mind she was in when she kissed Sergio she wasn't necessarily super into it but she wasn't disagreeing with it right we've discussed and I've discussed in the episode that just aired as well as you know other episodes how this is a very divisive topic and what part Sergio played um, in his culpability for this situation happening and I think that it's completely fair to have a discussion on that but I kind of see it as this mounting situation where all of these logs just keep getting added to the fire until finally Juliana decides to do something about it because truly you know she's never felt about anyone the way she feels about Val and it's very confusing but she has all of these people in her ear all the time she has Ava telling her she's not good enough for Val um you know she has Val we've talked about the last time she saw Val she was with Lucho and then she has Sergio who is you know obviously not my favorite person in the scene because he is bringing up overtly sexual conversations in a way that don't usually frame their talks. And then in the background for the last, you know, six conversations she's had with her mother, they've been fights about her sexuality. So I think she just hit a tipping point and was like, well, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to figure this out once and for all. But I really like that in spite of her doing that, they make it so clear from the moment it's done that it's not something she wanted and that she's 
thinking about Val after it, even though they're not together. You know, they make it very, very clear to the viewer. It's not, like, ambiguous that maybe Sergio could become a love interest and they would be caught in some love triangle. Like, it's obvious that she did this because she was feeling stressed and pressure and it solidified a lot of confusion in herself that she was having because of external forces imposed upon her. I also think it rings kind of true, honestly. I think that there's a lot of pressure on the LGBT community to conform to the heteronormative standards and you're expected to experiment and it's not expected of heterosexual people to experiment to see if they're actually heterosexual, but it's expected of the LGBT community to do so. I think it rings true from that perspective. She was also downing shot after shot and we know she does not drink. And what was also interesting for me in, in rewatching it was how they cut it all together because they interspliced her and Sergio with the drinking and the, the conversation with Val trying to get her brother out of jail. And so it was almost like a commentary on how wrong it was this path that Jules is taking because look at Val. She's out there trying to do something good for her brother and not at all thinking about her, you know, carnal needs and there's Jules partaking in experimentations. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make that argument, but I think that while they're both getting flack from their families for loving one another, they're getting different kinds of flack. And Val has already had sex with men. And her sister Ava is just like, no, you're not being with a woman because it'll embarrass the family. Versus Juliana's mom, who is like, it's unnatural. It's a man and a woman who have a family together. She is definitely the archetype for this much more traditional idea of marriage and what is expected of people. Um, so I think it makes sense that their situations push them in two different directions when they're apart from one another. Absolutely. I think that's a very valid point. So where do you land now? Now that we've watched it again and analyzed it to death, are you still on the Sergio took advantage bandwagon? I mean, I think to a certain point he did and I know this, you know, in my mind, it doesn't excuse it, but I just don't think he gets it. Like, I don't think he got the seriousness of what he was kind of egging on. Because even after they slept together, you know, he was like, so do you know? Like, he really thought that's how you would figure it out. So he certainly got something out of it, but... He also, you know, I think there was a part of him that was just like, okay, well, like, you know, stop being so confused about it. Just figure it out. We'll have sex. It was, yeah, a symbiotic situation, I think, as far as he was concerned. So, yes, he did take advantage of the situation, but I also think that he very much has a deficit where it comes to understanding matters of the heart. And I think... You know, again, this is one of those topics I've brought up a couple of times throughout the show. Sergio doesn't get his own story arc. So he literally only exists to prop up the plot of Juliantina. And I think as such, everything he does is 
judged much more critically because you don't get to see anything he's going through, of which I'm sure there are things. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, you know, I wish I could give you like a yes or a no, but I think that part of doing God, what this will probably be like a 40 episode podcast when it's all said and done (laughs) um, is that there aren't always easy answers to things. And it's about having a conversation and about understanding where your personal lines are, what you would have done differently in a situation. And, you know, they remain friends with him. Juliana harbors no ill will toward him about the situation. And Valentina's pissed, which is fun coming up, as she should be. You know, so it's it causes some more interesting drama. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's an easy answer. I think it depends on like your past experiences and what you've gone through. And certainly if you are a woman who's been in love with a woman who's then slept with a man or to, you know, you would you would probably fall at a different place on this line. Um in how how okay you are that it happened but you know my young adulthood was full of experimentation so I understand the confusion and I completely get the situation that she was in okay cool I think that that's a good spot to end that chat on okay you're listening to lesbians on screen I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen Monica can you tell listeners where they can find you online very socially active online uh, just depends on what channel uh, so twitter is my jam if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that i will communicate back so it's at monica mccallan and that's on twitter i do have a facebook fan page and i have a website www.monicamccallan.com but for sure if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff twitter is where you can find me Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.